Welcome to the Finding Union podcast. This is a co-creation of divine guidance, ineffable intelligence, and the human identities of the bringers of change to activate a remembering within humanity with the information shared. The topics and the words spoken in these episodes will allow for the activation within each individual to create a deeper connection with others, self, and ultimately creator. Bringing new perspectives, this podcast will trigger a greater understanding to what the human experience's purpose is. As you continue to listen to these conversations, you will be activated into purging the falsities of your mind, allowing your identity to dissolve, bringing more authenticity into your daily life. Here you will receive universal downloads, consciousness, and a place of remembering the true love of unconditional source connection. Thank you from all spaces throughout the universe for allowing yourself to connect deeply with the information being shared. Here is your host, Conduit of Universal Truth, Danielle Butler. Welcoming Yasima from the Trauma Sanctuary, all the way from the UK. And so I'm been up and excited since 4am to have this chat. I'm really resonating with this queen. Everything I see in her work just lights up my coding, lights up my energy body. And I feel, yeah, seen, witnessed, heard, and I see you, sister. So thank you so much for coming in this conversation, this activation and this clearing for anyone who's ready to receive. And you know what comes up for me as well? Since we activated coming on this podcast, so much unraveled between the two of us, we actually had to cancel this and redo. And it's like, this is what I love and this is how I know I'm in divine alignment because everything we do is an activation within oneself. And it's very aligned with your podcast, it's the union with oneself. And I was actually thinking about it before we came on the call today. I was like, do you know what, like the, the activations and codes we've done as priestesses and way showers before coming on this, like is so divine and it's such an honour. So just thank you for being a part of that journey with me and being a part of my world at this moment. I really do appreciate that. I appreciate you receiving my presence. Mm. Isn't it amazing, actually, that the activation piece of setting that intention and moving through and seeing what the divine and spirit and the unfolding takes place. And then when the time's ready, like that full congruency and that coming together for the potency, I've really noticed at the moment that with myself, I've struggled a bit with receiving uh, information way earlier than the manifestation of it. And so surrendering to that, to a new level of trust and surrender of like it's okay to be aware of the possibilities of the future and just be in the moment of what's here um Mm. do you find that you have like what are you feeling in your own experience at the moment around this trust and surrender piece like what is your collective understanding of the energy at the moment i actually feel like we're in a massive i feel like this is the collective moment of surrender everyone I speak to at this moment we are being called to just 
walk in the nothingness and just trust in this and just not be attached to anything and surrender. I have been called to let go of so much and completely pave a new path that hasn't yet been paved. And it's funny that you speak of, you know, you're seeing these codes before they're activated in your 3D because that's what happens. I download, I bring through like this beautiful channeled piece and then four days later, my 3D timeline will catch up with it. And then it happens within my physical realm. And I feel like that at the moment, I think there's something so much bigger than ourselves going on. That, And I, I'm going to call it out as it is. There's a battle between the light and the dark. And it's very clear. And this is my truth. And this is because we're in separation. right? It's nothing to do with outside forces it's to do with how we've been in separation for centuries and I truly believe that we need to sit back and allow the universe to recalibrate to a new frequency because this is what came through for me is that there is a new vibration that mother earth is activating that we are being called to not do anything and this is what a way shower is right we're not the doer we're not vigo we're not a savior of planet earth our presence is the activation and for me i feel like that comes hand in hand with trust and surrender it's being able to have the willingness to sit in your throne as a king or a queen and know that that presence is enough that allows you to integrate not just the receptivity of the feminine but the holding of the masculine i feel like it's something we are being called to master as vessels if we're going to do this work yeah there's so many pieces in there that really resonate to what how i've received and seen this of really bringing that masculine and feminine into balance and you see so much in this spiritual community or the personal development and they're talking about it's still polarizing everything like everything is still like this is what women do or this is what the feminine is and this is what the masculine is and there's this missing of to be completely in alignment of truth and to be that vessel for the divine it's both parts coming into that union it's that internal union and the i mean obviously we've been in a very masculine dominated consciousness for quite a centuries (laughs) and what really comes up for me is something that's internally happened a lot in my life is bringing the divine and anchoring it into the earth grids and so it's like that confirmation of the divine mother and the the feminine energy starting to come in to the body and into the energy field like i've noticed with my clients there's so much like on their energy body it's completely been like cut off like severed to this divine feminine energy and bringing that back into the physical into the atoms and cells so that um it's invited back so they can communicate with spirit and then there's still this divide between even energetically it's like if you could express it in a way that i am seeing it and witnessing it they're either in this side on their um right of their masculine or they're flipping and they're in this left and I'm not seeing any communication within. Um, how do you, like, how are you this, experiencing this with clients, with yourself in this collective at the moment? I'd love to hear your interpretation. <laughs> well, do you want first? <laughs> this is something I'm like, it really started to be activated in me last year. Mm-hmm. I went through 
what I would deem it as is, and this is this is what annoys me, right? And I'm really passionate about what I do. And the reason I'm passionate about what I do is because people are actually being unconsciously manipulated via the spiritual realm. And I'm calling it out as it is. I was personally, um, re- I would say a victim of the spiritual abuse in the industry because I thought, you know, when we're being taught these dynamics, especially with the feminine and the masculine, and when we're seeking that unity, we follow that guidance outside of us because it's spiritual. And that was a huge part of my act- activation last year in which I witnessed that it's a load of rubbish. And I felt myself trying to put myself in this box of what a feminine woman should be, which I'm just not. Like I have a lot of feminine aspects, but I'm so opposite to that because I'm a whole being. I say it as it is. I hold my own. I lead. It's not that I don't need to support and I don't invite the masculine. I'm just very strong. And that's because... You know, I've been a warrior for so many years to overcome and be that way shower who ends trauma in her lineage. So it's actually very destructive and it's quite scary for me to be witness this polarization between the feminine and the masculine because there's so many people asleep. And I see so many people following all these 3D paradigm advice, you know, gurus around what it should be in the dating industry, how a masculine should interact, how a feminine should interact and all of these separation things, and it's not coming from a space of source. It is so distorted, it's manipulation, and at the root of it is unhealed trauma. So people are serving these teachings from a space of unhealed trauma. You know, for me, there is no such thing as feminine and masculine. This is just a label that we use to identify and explain something in a 3D form. Ultimately, we're whole beings, and this is where you get really passionate because I feel so hard, not just for the women, but for the men, because it's not just the women that have had to suffer from this masculine society. I had lost someone I deeply love because he didn't feel he could speak up and be in his feminine in this world. Like, we are all suffering. So why the hell are we still continuing to go to separation and these polar dynamics of feminine and masculine when equally we're all one, we've all suffered, we're all wounded, we're all doing our best to heal our generational trauma. So what the hell has it got to do with female and masculine? It's beyond me. I don't understand it. Yeah, and it's the perfect way to get division. And, I mean, anything in our external world has been very uh, strategically manipulated to continue this divide and to not see that it is I, I actually saw on your um, story this morning or in one of your reels and it was <laughs> fuck spirituality um, love presence unity and I this is something that I have come to my own realization of like bringing these things in together 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 and seeing where am I still polarized and where am I coming from trauma and um the I always is just there's two choices I feel it's super simple it's like you have a choice of separation or you have a choice of unity in any one moment and whilst the the mind's consciousness is believing that yeah you're only looking from one lens then this is the divide and we'll continue to have this and even the idea like I was talking to um a friend yesterday and she was saying that 
the feminine initiate like us priestesses initiate the men into their um you know their kingship and i'm like bs like that's not even real <laughs> that's just a story that you're telling yourself because you know there's some level of superiority that we're not actually equally initiating each other to see these parts within ourselves and and this um and i'm still full victim to it which is something that got me really a little upset the other day was um someone that i am quite romantically involved in said that he's been questioning the paradigm of like a strong purpose-driven woman and he's not sure it's very attractive and i was like <laughs> you know like oh that hurt okay i've got to look at where that is in me why my little girl is feeling like, you know, if I'm strong and powerful and still nurturing and intuitive and connected, why I'm not feeling that is my truth in that moment and why that was so icky and hurt so much. And, you know, it's just bringing those layers of that wounded feminine up to integrate with my wounded masculine because they're both there at the exact same time. Mm. it's funny because I went through something quite similar and I'm not going to project blame because I take responsibility for my own experiences first of all just something I want to say who are we to take accountability for a man activating his king like who are you to strip him of that when that's his own journey so that's my first point my second point is I went through something similar when I went in the dating industry last year and I was receiving a lot of projections from how the men were being conditioned as to what a woman should be and what's acceptable to be dated. And this is where I witnessed a lot of the, for me, it was spiritual abuse, but I know it was unconscious because as a collective, we're not even aware we're doing it. So that masculine wasn't aware that he's being conditioned as to what a woman should be. And I was being conditioned as to what a man should be as the masculine in an awakened 3D and we were unconsciously spiritually attacking each other to keep us in separation unaware of the underlying entities and this showed up for me a lot and one of the things that was said to me was um, a, an aggressive woman or a passionate woman is not attractive and what came through for me is that is an underlying trauma through the collective consciousness where we have been pushed down and shunned as men and women as to stepping into our power because of fear. Like, even though there's separation and there's unity, it's bigger than that. It's love or fear. And the collective energy through all this is fear. And that's why we're not coming home and we're not coming into unity. It's because we're choosing fear over love. And we're all trying to find these dynamics and lean on labels because we're not trusting in ourselves. We're not trusting in our own wisdom, our own guidance. We're not trusting in our own leadership. And that's what's causing our separation. But if we all have the courage to choose our wholeness, be authentically who we are, and we can walk side by side and let each other individually be themselves, that is how we're going to heal humanity and stop this polarity. Yeah, definitely, 100%. I agree. That was um, the recognition that I had in that piece was I really felt into a response that was not coming from my own trauma and it was well this 
is mirroring that unworthiness wound that men have, that they can't stand up to being an equal to a strong woman. And it just pokes at that part within the masculine, which has been, you know, like over the last um, century, like there's been a lot of emasculation. And I worked as a mindset coach for men for a couple of years, and it was the most beautiful gift for me because I started to understand how much this is um, an issue in our collective, but how much it wasn't communicated. You know, everything that I was witnessing and seeing in my external world was women demonizing men and making them the issue for everything. And so it was like that further polarization and not supporting each other. And then to learn to see the perspective of the masculine, it also gave me the understanding of my own masculine because I really was like, oh, whoa, okay, I resonate to this. Why am I feeling like I've, I, why do I feel like I'm a man? Like, and I went through this whole journey at that stage where I had almost, my mind had almost convinced me that I must have a masculine essence. And, and this is where I believe, like, um, so I think David Dieter uh, talks about masculine and feminine essence beings, which he like polarizes them. And, um, this divide of what a man and a woman should be. And I'm not sure of his recent teachings and whether that's evolved or not, but it really did mess with me as well because it made me deny all of my wounding that was sitting in my womb space. And what happened for me in my experience, because I went so heavily down this masculine road, was I created ovarian cysts. And I got really sick in my womb space. And, you know, I have the awareness that if there's a manifestation in your body, then there is trauma and there's distortion. And so it was like such a massive wake up call to go, oh, okay, I have all of this belief systems based <laughs> on my trauma. Um, when you start, I would love to know your story around this. And what sort of, as briefly, because I know how big, <laughs> big of a story it is, <laughs> um, what brought you, because I do know that you've, well, your, your, your purpose is called the trauma surgery. So I understand like we as way showers and vessels for the divine have chosen pretty traumatic human experiences to see these polarized, um, coming into, uh, compassion and love and understanding and nurturing and holding because of our own resonance. Um, what what has been your journey with this? Break the question down for me. So give me a more direct question so I can answer it better. What? Okay, most women, and I'm not going to project, but most women that I know with this priestess energy have gone through quite a lot of early trauma through childhood and they've ended up with a quite a strong masculine as survival um, protection mechanisms. So was there a point that you were in your masculine as a strong piece in the part in, in the beginning part of your human experience and an awakening to seeing that you've completely disconnected from your feminine? Yeah. So this is actually a really big passion of mine because um it actually makes me really emotional because I see so many masculine women being attacked 
and I experienced it firsthand where because I was in my masculine I'm not deemed as attractive and it's like we're almost spiritually abused to become feminine when we're in our masculine and that was my personal experience they wanted to break me down but that's not the way to nurture a woman out of her masculine into her feminine and this is what I want to bring awareness to men and women if anyone's listening to this those women are in their masculine because they have been deeply hurt they have gone through generations of trauma that had broke their soul not their not their heart but their soul their spirit has been broken so we build up these walls and return to the masculine, which we've been conditioned to do for generations through our female heritage, because it's all we know to protect ourselves from that pain. You can't force us to face what's underlying. You have to nurture us into a space where we're safe to face those wounds. Because I got so annoyed at this, and there's so many times I had to walk away because it's so destructive and people are repeating the cycle of woundedness and serving out of unhealed trauma in the dating industry. And I'm saying it as it is and I'm calling it the FL because you cannot keep calling out masculine women that you're not lovable as you are. And this really hurt my heart to see there's people out there projecting onto women that you're not lovable because I had to turn to my masculine because I was so broken if I didn't turn to that archetype I don't know if I'd still be here. It was genuinely fighting for my life. My body was broke down due to fibromyalgia. I'm a survival of sexual trauma. It was what I had to do to genuinely fight for my life. So who the F are you to project onto me that I'm not lovable? All you're doing is repeating the cycle of woundedness. That is not calling me home. So that's become one of my biggest I think activations for my voice and to be an advocate for women who are in their masculine, do not rush back to that feminine state. Do it in a timeline that's most aligned with your well-being. And if people aren't happy with you being in your masculine, F them. They are not part of your journey. If they're not willing to hold you in a safe and sacred space, themselves aren't actually healed themselves. So why would you want to be guided by people not healed from their own trauma? Yeah. I really resonate to that and the just the understanding of how deep that wounding is um, from the ancestral lines, like what's actually come through through our genetics and the suppression of the power within, like, you know, that sacral activation. And, and yes, it goes in for men and women. It goes in for all, all of us. We've all been suppressed. Um, but this really challenging piece for me um was it was that it was like understanding that i have my own there's a collective and then there was so much ancestral like fear of of power fear of being um whole within myself because i was either prosecuted or i was abused or i was shunned or banished you know like a big piece for me just came up the other day was the Lilith energy and you know she didn't bow down to Adam and so she was banished and that was sitting like deep within my root chakra and I was like just completely unaware that it was there but it was affecting my now experience and I know the most healing that I've received as as a woman in this experience has been when a man has been able to step 
stay sovereign within himself and receive me in my trauma and hold himself and say, I understand, like I'm hearing you. And just witness, like the witnessing of me in all of my feminine emotion and trauma and because I had the story, I'm too much, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm, you know, oh. like, <laughs> yeah, all Way of too much. <laughs> all of this intensity that I couldn't even be. Like, I found it. I was like this in my feminine. I'm like, <gasps> to even allow myself to be in that was like super, super difficult. And then, you know, when you have a, a masculine that's like wronging you um or not opening that safety um yeah it's it's really it is really healing when that is possible um oh i can feel it all in my body now i'm like oh <laughs> the craziness must have come up <laughs> <laughs> let it up girl <laughs> yeah that i mean and and this is this is collective wise, right? I know that the men that push away their own inner feminine because of the internal crazy and chaos. It's um, it's an intensity of of energy, not only from how how I've seen it more recently is I had an experience where I remembered disconnecting from that level of sensory experiencing when I was three uh, because it was so much in my body. I was feeling so much. I was witnessing so much. I was aware of so much. And it, because I was unable to cope with that and I didn't have the vocabulary to express it, it was the only thing to do was to cut it off. And it made me really aware of how many of us and way showers and bringers of change that have come in with these higher frequencies have done this. It's funny, I really relate to that because I only found out about four years ago that the sexual abuse I endured was from the age of two. And I couldn't understand like why there was a big separation in timelines and where all these wobbles were in my calibration. So when it came, when it, when it, when my unconscious mind started to show me all of these memories and these things that I pushed down, it started to make sense to me how everything happened at such a young age because I didn't understand how could a young girl be so disconnected and not have a normal presence and be calibrated to such distortion when I'm so young. And it was unveiled to me that I was abused from the age of two. So my boundaries were broke. I was placing my lovability in all the wrong things. Like I was raised with a paedophile. There was so much distortion around my field and disconnect from my body. So I then developed endometriosis. I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia and my body just kept showing me and showing me like to the point where I was fighting for my life. All of this stuff had been locked in my vessel. And um, what I want to say is as well, because I think it's really healing for a lot of people because we tend, we tend to attach to our stories. So like everything that's passed down through the generations is unhealed trauma. And as long as our ancestries don't take responsibility for their own healing and don't come home to love, 
we're going to continue to be past that in our womb. So even though we experience these things, the way I choose to see it is it's not mine and it was not done to me because there's anything wrong with me. It's not done to me because I'm powerless or I'm a victim. It was done to me because my ancestors didn't have the courage to heal their wounds. And I think when we have the willingness to zoom out and see it from a higher perspective and that all of this is actually a projection of unhealed trauma then we can witness the core healing needs to be the healing of oneself and that's actually what encouraged me to birth the trauma sanctuary because I said yes there's so many surface things we need to move through but at the root of it is unhealed trauma whether it's ours or our generational lineage or our ancestors if we don't take responsibility for being present and being loved the opposite of that is abuse I don't shun abuse I don't project onto abuse it's not good or bad I choose not to separate I see it for what it is it's a lack of love Mm. and when you can see things through the lens of empathy and compassion because that person is that way because of all that trauma you become free because I see a lot of people are victim to these experiences and we're not we're just the ones who are not yet healed who are being called to activate their sovereignty to come home to their presence yeah definitely When you express around the trauma pieces, I would love to hear your um, awareness around when you say are going into whatever the trauma is. And I think before we jumped on the call, I was saying that when I've been going into trauma lately, it's ended up way out of what I thought I was looking at. It was like so multidimensional and sometimes it's past life, sometimes it's ancestral, sometimes it's all of these things, or it's not even memory that I can actually even logically perceive but it's a feeling or a a locked energy within my physical field and my energy field when you're working in this space do you find that as the clearing is taking place there's an activation simultaneously moving through like how do you experience this and how can you explain this to people that may be interested in shifting their trauma so are you, what are you, are you asking? How do you experience trauma in the body? Is that what you're asking? And in a clearing, in a, in a process. So when you say identify trauma in the body and then you just see, yep. decide to lean into it, what do you experience as, as a process for that? Okay. So I actually had a conversation with a sister before this. She was voice noting me because she had a trauma moving through her. And, you know, I will share something that I have learned over the years. Um, I think we're very much conditioned to come out of the body when we go through trauma number one, which is causing dissociation and disorientation because we're trying to understand at a cellular level what this trauma is. And I know so many people who are working with their trauma and they want to understand what is happening because their 3D mind needs to have that sense of control. And when we're experiencing trauma, we're not in control because it's an energy, right? And we're not our energy. We're not our thoughts. We're not our feelings. So we've no control over that experience. So what I will say is, and this is what I wrote in my book, The Truth of Trauma. It's just a vibration. It's just a frequency. It's not anything. If you start feeding it and attaching labels and stories and try and understand it, you are actually attaching to your identified self. And that's what creates separation within yourself is because You think you're that person who's experienced that trauma or you think you're that person who's clearing their ancestral lineage. We are just beings feeling our way through emotional experiences. 
And I find for me the most healing thing we can do is completely to detach from trauma itself and just witness it for what it is. This is just an energy moving through my body. And if you, the way I explain it is you have your subconscious and your conscious mind. So the more embodied you are, you're going to feel a higher level of trauma in your body because whatever's in your subconscious mind is felt within your vessel. So all those memories you've suppressed, all of those multi-dimensional experiences you're explaining the more in your body you are the more you're going to feel it physically it can come through shaking vibrating our body reacts in so many different ways but the process doesn't require you to attach to the experience our responsibility as a way shower a leader a healer is not to understand it is to be intimate with it love it because when you choose love and when you choose presence which is not attachment not discord not labels not identities that's when you dissolve it like that and that's why I say you can quantum leap through trauma you don't have to relive it you don't have to feed it people think you have to go counseling and therapy and all these things you're actually re-traumatizing your mind so the more you actually get to know the trauma the more you're going to come become disconnected from your true essence so the key is to be in your body feel the experience be one with it embrace it but let it pass from a state of ease and the more you can actually teach yourself to do that, you're becoming the master of your life because you're no longer powerless to your trauma because you're not attached to it. So that for me is the most profound thing that I've learned to do within myself over the years because I still experience panic. I still get trauma. I spoke to you about this before. My body is like this because I'm releasing so much trauma, but I'm not doing anything about it because I'm not the doer. It's nothing to do with me. It's leaving my body And all I'm doing is choosing my commitment to love. That is the core of everything. Yeah. And it's even in that process of like the purging of the trauma or the releasing or the clearing or whatever terminology fits your paradigm, it's the witness. And I feel like that's really important is like you can't, shift something unless you witness it but it's not attaching to the story of what that is it's not even trying to understand why it's there or what it's what's moving it's just okay the witness can be like microseconds at times where it's like oh this is sorrow and it's just gone and then there's no story it's just like you recognize that that was a whole heap of sorrow that was sitting in your body and in that just giving it up and and I, there's so many different ways that you can release or clear it or or give it up and um i feel for me with a similar process of just understanding that it's not avoiding it which is more the masculine way of like i'm not even gonna look at it I can sit in my peripherals <laughs> or the feminine way seems to be to attach to it <laughs> and that's when those mac trucks come and they're like you knew it was there Um, but allowing you know that's where the leaning in is the leaning in is not like leaning into the attachment of the story or like re-experiencing it and that's key you don't have to re-experience it when you're when you breathe into your body and when you're anchored into your vessel and you're connected to the consciousness of creation and to the earth mother, it moves. 
like it just moves through the body there's no need to even experience the anger and rage you just realize it's anger and rage and it dissipates shifts and it moves and I I have that story for a long time and I believe many people do is that healing is hard and it hurts and it's a distortion not it's not even real it's like any of these belief systems are there to continue the divide and the separation within because as you believe trauma is ongoing or healing is forever even oh <laughs> so hard yeah you're gonna continue this belief of the perception that you're not a whole united being which is what you truly are in every moment it's just the perspective of the distortions that are in the energy field what are what are some of the distortions that you're experiencing because we go through collective loops loops and cycles um or from my understanding of what i see being an energy reader and um i see that collectively we go through these same patterns to shift a, tra- a specific trauma and we're all going through that from one lens of um, experiencing what are you experiencing currently is going on collectively and within your own experience do you know what what's coming up for me big time is a lot of victim consciousness mm. um i'm witnessing on a larger level there's a lot of lack of responsibility and there's a lot of projection and it's all escaping from oneself. So, and I know this is something that I've had to really be disciplined with and I continue to, because I'm not perfect, look at myself when I'm not taking accountability because I'm seeing it in so many different aspects where people are continuing to look outwards instead of inwards and for me that is what is the main contributor right now to separation on planet earth they're projecting onto an old paradigm or they're projecting onto this or they're projecting onto that and it's preventing them from looking back at oneself and if we remember that everything is a mirror we can then witness that what we're experiencing is actually showing us something that needs to be integrated with oneself it's not to hurt us it's to reintegrate us and return us to our whole state And this is something that I'm actually having to take a lot of space and be away from a lot of outside noise right now. I've just booked a solo trip because I just feel there's so much lack of responsibility. And I don't say this from a place of I'm better than because I've had to work through many layers of this. Like my whole, my identity, my whole life was a victim. Like that was my greatest attachment. I thrived off my pain. I said, look at me because that's why I attached to love. Like I conditioned myself that when I'm a victim, I get attention. And that's the only way I received what I thought love was because I was invisible, like I was, you know, completely unheard. And if I was a victim, well, then people paid attention to me. I didn't care if it was good or bad, it was attention. So I've had to be very, very, and I still have to be aware of that archetype in my life because she can run havoc. But I see it now playing up. The last year, I won't even say this year, the last year, I've seen that been, and people are very clever. And there's like, I believe personally, There's an underlying energy that is causing people to look outwards instead of looking within themselves. Because the more that we manipulate and distort people, 
the more we're going to feed the energy of separation and the more the darkness can thrive and the light can't get into those cracks because we're not seeing the truth. So if we can actually take responsibility for ourselves, and that's not, and I speak about this in my book, The Truth of Trauma, we're very deluded in thinking that self-responsibility is self-blame. It's not. Self-responsibility is witnessing where our conditioned self has acted in a certain way not knowing better self-responsibility is witnessing and now knowing better so we can do better so it's really important that you shift out of that paradigm of you know self-blame and knowing that we we only did what we could do I was a victim and I was getting loved the way I knew how and I couldn't shift that until I knew better but we're at a place now people are being shown better but they're not choosing better and I'm seeing that a lot being played out collectively. And I'm a type of person I don't have tolerance. I really don't. I just can't. I just think because I've gone through so much, life's so sacred to me. I'm not going to sit there and convince you to look at yourself. If you're not going to look at yourself, you're not going to look at yourself. But people need to understand as well, the more we refuse to go within we're not contributing to the great good. We're contributing to repeating the cycle of wilderness. We're contributing to projecting trauma and hurting planet earth we are creating more chaos one of the things i've seen especially with the c word we're not going to say it that happened a few years ago i believe that was meant to be and it was a huge shake-up for people to start taking responsibility stop blaming the government stop blaming the systems stop blaming all of these things and look at how you've created a world you're not happy with because we've all created our own paradigm we all have our own paradigms it's a projection of oneself so how have you contributed in a way that's not service for planet earth and that's been my greatest um observer thing to observe over the last few years yeah 100 and i've it, it's one that continually comes up in my in, in my experience as well and the moment that it really solidified was when my mentor was and, and I see it envisioned and I'd already done it was like the embodiment moment like I had realized that I'd already gone into this place of ownership of I don't if my reality looks like this then this is I'm responsible for this like and I and and it's not victimization right it's actually empowering and it's like I choose to see my shadows because I no longer want to choose to live an experience like this and I have to see it that way and I also have to see it very polarized in the beginning similar to something that you said in that was if I don't choose to look at the truth then I'm choosing to spread unconsciousness and evil into the world because that's what it is really like it's i'm choosing not truth which is not of light and love which is separation which to me is the level of evil that has been created in the world and so until i came into a place where i could be more unified within that was how i had to look at it very black and white (laughs) so i could look at all of my own internal stuff um but my mentor used to be like anytime you're doing this and so it was like, okay. And, and and it's a gift, you know. It's the one piece for rapid quantum shift, I believe, is having the willingness and ownership for your experience. If you have the willingness to see yourself 
and to own what you're th- like whilst not attaching <laughs> to own your experience though without that uh, self-punishment and the story it's like that's the witness it's like owning those parts within the self and that magically shifts your your experience quickly and the downloads and the awareness and it's like just in that willingness it's like that that feels like the shift and that's out of victim consciousness and there are not um from what i'm witnessing and seeing there is not that many people that are really willing to go there and you know what and one thing i will say the two things i say the first thing we have to be in a state to be able to take that accountability because when you're in survival mode and fight and flight it's not going to happen you're not going to be able to be the healer of oneself so give yourself a break number two people don't witness and i see it over and over and this is why i just kind of had enough because people don't realize they take responsibility and accountability but they do it from a state of I'm going to beat the shit up out of myself. And you're still repeating the cycle of trauma and abusing oneself. You've based, your abusers have won, basically. Your lineage of unhealed trauma has won because you're still abusing yourself. This is what really annoys me as well in the, um, when I see entrepreneurship, right? You see all these women and men showing up doing this incredible work, but they're not doing it from a healed space. And I don't say this from judgment because I was that person for many years. I do this from I see you because I see myself. But we don't realize that we're leading from a space of abuse. Like we're doing the work, we're putting our success before our generational mission, which is to heal of unhealed trauma. And we're actually leading people into more unhealed trauma. And it's like, and this runs into many areas of our life. It's not just entrepreneurship. It's happening within the system, within the government. It's happening everywhere where people say they love themselves and they're doing the work and they're accountable, but they're still beating themselves up. And I'm like, hang on, you're still repeating the cycle of trauma and abusing yourself. So number one, it's when you are not in a state to be responsible and heal yourself, don't beat yourself up because you're still repeating the cycle of trauma. And number two, when you are in that space, don't beat yourself up because you're still repeating the cycle of trauma. So it's like you need to be doing accountability and responsibility from a space of I forgive myself. Like that is what it is to be home is I was doing that from my conditioned state. This and I come back to Jesus all the time because he always says, how can you blame the man for what they did not know? Like that's where when we shift into that new paradigm of taking accountability and choosing to be the change and choosing to end the cycle of trauma we do it from okay I forgive my former self because that's what I was taught but now I'm going to do better so I just wanted to really point that out yeah and they're really good points and and I feel like actually speaking into like a lot of the people that will be drawn to this podcast are way showers and bringers of change so most of them have already been you know quite deep into the work but they're also sharing this message and sometimes we can forget that when you're newly um i guess going through a big shift of awakening to this shift in experiencing life that what is needed when you're first going into that is to calm the nervous system Right, to bring some level of peace to the nervous system. And that's self-compassion. That's rest. That's um, retreat. And and we have these cycles over and over within our own experience. It's like how many dark night of the souls can have you and I and, and many others experienced? It's like, oh, we're here again. Okay. But we see it, it's seen differently. But in those moments, it's 
okay, my nervous system is is challenged at the moment and I am in a more triggered state. I am in a more survival space. What do I need to nourish what has been programmed and um, is is so easily in it to to start to bring that back into a place of equilibrium so that I can move through things. Uh, I feel that we can often when we when anyone's in this space of I guess rebirth or purging, it can be like, what do I do to get out of it? What do I do and how do I see this situation so I can release this from my physical vessel so I can get out of this state of experiencing? And what I have witnessed with myself and with other people is it's not getting out of it, it's just being with it, allowing yourself to be with it. And whether that's, you know, spending days out in nature or uh, having more baths or sleeping in or um, massage or whatever it is to just be with it. But it's like as soon as that mind goes, I need to do something to fix this, continues to bring that separation from self because the compassion isn't even there. The self-compassion, the self-love for it's okay to be in this, you know. It's like there's something wrong with me because I'm feeling this. Mm. I think that's our responsibility. For me, the the intent of it all is love. And for all the way showers, leaders, you know, those who know they're here to be the change, it's our responsibility in every divine moment to be loved, like with oneself. I think that is the ripple effect that's going to heal planet Earth, is in this moment I'm going to choose to be present with and embrace this and surrender to it and not choose to resist this experience because the more we can choose self, the more we can choose presence, the more we can choose unity. And the more we choose unity within oneself, the more we create that for planet Earth because what we do for us, we do for the collective. So I think it's really important. And one of the things I always like to keep it grounded and get back to simples because I think of simple teachings because I feel like I know for me, I can go so high with my downloads that sometimes I disconnect from the 3D and I forget that people aren't where I am. So I like to constantly bring things back to the truth of we're here to be loved and to be in that remembrance because ultimately that is how we're going to heal planet Earth. It's not what we do. It's not accomplishments. It's who we are. It's who we hold ourselves as. It's how we lead. This is what we are dedicated to and I believe our souls activated for us to do in this lifetime is to be a presence of unconditional love through all experiences yeah what do you feel is a practice you could share in for someone who may be experiencing their nervous system you know is a little bit triggered and they're out of their center um, and maybe they're going through an, an experience of purging and they want to find that place of self-love or self-unity um, connection in those challenging times. Is there a, a process or a, um, a tool that you can share that you feel is like a go-to way for someone to find love in those moments where they don't feel it? I will say the first thing is I find that's the most hardest place to find love is when we're in those moments and for me that is the ultimate moment of surrender to support when I am in those moments I feel if I am not capable of giving that to myself 
the body receives touch and intimacy to a safe space within oneself because in personal reflection of my own journey when I'm in that I go into the masculine of doing rather than being because I am not feeling safe in my body so my advice when you're in that is to seek someone or align with someone who's you can trust and allow yourself to surrender to be held by them because for me the most deep healing experiences has been allowing myself to be held when I can't hold myself because when my nervous system is that bad it's I don't feel loved when I hold myself because I feel like I'm doing this alone and that's when I slip into separation I feel like it's 99% impossible to enter unity in that state and that's when we need to find external support and that's why and it's funny because Essentially, I feel like as healers, leaders, way showers, we're not needed because we are the own saviour of self. But in the same retrospect, we choose each other. So it's not that we need each other, we choose each other. So my sovereign truth would be choose somebody, not because you need them and because you need fixing or because you need saving, but choose somebody so that you could be mirrored back the love that you are until you can return home to love with yourself. Mm, powerful piece a big recognition for me and journey for me last year was going into that space of choosing to be held because I would surrender in those in those moments I would surrender in those moments to be held by source and what I found was I was I was really dissociating and disconnecting from my human physical um, requirement to to go into depths that were scary to go on alone and were frightening and why I feel and I know that you have a level of intimacy in your practices as well and um, that you have a retreat coming up which I'd love to hear about Um, which involves this level of healing through intimacy and sensuality and understanding the touch touch of the body. And this this feels like such a massive distortion in our collective. And it's one that I'm I'm so clear on what's true, pure and of love. And yet I still find that people are unable to receive what I'm expressing and they see it in a completely different way than what it is. But what I've started to trust is my body and spirit in how I can hold space for people. And sometimes that is like so intimate. That's like holding someone and like putting my face into their neck and allowing this energy and coding and light language to come through and like this really nurturing what people have decided is only okay in relationship and how deeply I still actually desire that as as a possibility for myself in all of my relationships. Like I want to be able to come to a place where people recognise that nurture, sensuality, love, is not a sexual, distorted, lower frequency experience. It's holding each other so we can open to more love. 
It's uh, an emotional one. <laughs> um, I found this quite hard because my whole life I've been conditioned to keep people here, right? Like, that was safe for me. Like, you're not getting past the end of my arm. Stay there and don't get into my field. Because I was so afraid to show my wounds and my brokenness of what I deemed as broken, and I didn't want to be seen for who I am. And as I went through years of healing, when I went through those moments, and dangerous moments, and this is what people don't share, is there's really vulnerable moments that are scary for us where we face stuff where it is like it's a challenge and I found the way I was treated throughout that really created a desire for me to want to love the world because I felt so unwanted during the moments where I needed to be held the most that I want that was where my desire was born for the trauma sanctuary to be the change because I just felt like I was being mirrored back that I'm broken and that did not help me heal and that's when I started to allow myself in through those layers like it wasn't I was keeping people out I was keeping myself out that's when I allowed myself into my wounds and my brokenness and my scars and that's what really birthed this desire for I want to be with myself. I want to be present with myself. I don't want to just love me in the good. I want to love me when it's hard. And I actually find it so profound that I was someone who gave my body away because, you know, I was sexually abused and I thought that's what love was. I was so distorted. People held me down. They spat on me. Like I was treated as absolute dirt. Like that's what I was raised in. And I find so much pride and respect that I was able to alchemize that and become someone who holds herself, cries, and it's going to be okay. I, I love you. And I mean, I say that from the depths of my soul when I'm in my pain. To be able to become that woman from someone who was conditioned to hate and want to kill herself, I feel like through that transmission of my own alchemy of being intimate, that's what's birthed this desire for this is what's going to heal planet Earth. Because when we are so broken and we are in our dark phase where we don't, and I will be honest, I would not let anyone near me I I would make sure you hated me to push you away and that's what enabled me to witness the dark through the lens of love and see that when people are in that state I am not going to accept that you don't want me I'm going to sit with you for six hours if I have to until you surrender and cry and that is what I want to do for the trauma sanctuary the work I do that's what I want everyone to do because that is how we're going to come home to love. It's not by pushing each other away, not by attaching sexual distortions we've been passed down through our lineage, but by saying it's okay to be loved and to be intimate with each other in a non-sexual way because this is our natural state. What's wrong with us is not actually that form of intimacy, but actually that we think there's something wrong with it. And I, when I was activated to receive that into that, I felt home. I said, this is what I want to do. And I mean, it terrified me. Like, I I had to work through about two years of layers to get to the point where I could actually consider even bringing that through to the world. But I knew that was the path I had to take. Yeah. 
And that, I mean, that resonates so much. And I do feel without categorizing and limiting people that this comes through as quite a strong piece for the priestess's um, path. And it it's a realization um, of how healing that nurturing yielding is. It's like the mother energy through all of creation that we so desperately desire to feel held and nurtured and like someone's there holding our hand, right? It's like an energy of I was sitting in ceremony the other night and I could really feel this distrust for the feminine energy. And I was sitting in this very intimate space and I could feel the level of intimacy coming through my body and I just had my hand on their heart and their sacral and then my every, with every bit that the opening took, and I have no idea, like you, I, I was committed to just being there until that shift took place, until that opening, until that realigning, until that allowing came in, my body would soften, you know, like he, it was opening for me to soften in. So then I was able to, you know, stroke a part of the field that was requiring that energy to move, but it wasn't. I didn't have to do any like intense energy work. All I had to do was be there with this radiation of love, physical touch and nurture and telepathic communication of it's okay. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. And even like sending that through an energy and, and witnessing the, the body open more and more and more. And the nervous system was very heightened at the time too. And watching that you know, settle and settle and settle. And I feel like for me, it was that confirmation of, you know, deconditioning. I've had I've, I've looked to look at it so much with my own sexual trauma, my own distortions around love and, and intimacy and sex and um, all the different layers of working in um, <laughs> experiencing that to come into a place of that's actually love. You know, there's nothing impure about that. There's nothing that should be created, that there's jealousy. There shouldn't be a, I'm not worthy of this or what will people think of me? Or it's just holding. Like that's what holding is. And I'm very passionate about trying to shift this distorted paradigm so people can open to being like received, like touch therapy and um when I you know even the word intimacy and 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 the distortion of what it what is intimacy um and I know we could talk for probably hours but I would love to hear about your your retreat coming up which is based on this intimate connections and the healing and what other um ways people can get in touch with you if they're resonating and feel that you may be able to guide them into more of themselves? So I'll keep it as short as I can. <laughs> but basically the retreat was activated five years ago, um, but my own activation began last year where after four years of celibacy, I was intimate with someone and it triggered up a lot of trauma in my root chakra. I'm actually writing my third book on it now, Sacred Union, um, which is obviously soul aligned. <laughs> and when I was going through that, I was served with the activation of this is preparing you to hold space. And I will be honest, when I was first activated to do 
these retreats, I was in such woundedness that it broke me. And I was like, I won't be able to do that because I was so broken. I was holding so much within myself. Whereas now I'm in a completely do new um calibre within myself. But I when it came through, it was really hard for me to receive that. And um, this is most of my work. Like everything I do is very hard for me to activate because it's required so much within myself. So I just knew that as I was going through this experience with the person at the time, I witnessed how much projection, blame, shame, woundedness, trauma can separate two people and really distort love. It turns something very loving into something very opposite of love very quick. And this made me really birth this desire to want to hold space for couples to help them come into intimacy from a state of ease to be able to guide them and hold them to be able to express themselves to be able to be aware because people don't understand it takes a mastery to hold yourself but when you're holding yourself and someone else it's a whole nother level so I really wanted to birth something that really integrates within oneself not only how to hold themselves through their own triggers through sexuality but also when their partner is experiencing that trigger too and this is something that has been activated over the last 12 months. And we're going to be holding our first one in Marbella, December this year. There's four spaces for four couples. It's like a five-star. We've got a private chef. It's like a $10,000 villa. It's so beautiful. But I had this vision and I knew that I wanted it to be a really special, sacred place so that when they go there, they know it's intimate, like we're all together, we're connected, we're one. I didn't want any separation within the experience. So you can find all the details on our website, traumasanctuary.co.uk. We have loads of other services, but the intent of it is to help you to come home to love, to be present, to be committed to being a legacy that is embodied in love, because I'm going to put it out there, and this is my truth, We are told that you can heal, which keeps us on a hamster spiral of continuing to look outside of self. When am I going to be fixed? When am I going to be whole? We're already healed. We're already whole. So what we do is different. We help you be disciplined enough so that you're choosing love in every sacred moment of your life. It takes a willingness, a commitment, and a complete activation of a sacred vow to choose love as your legacy. It's not something you can do one time. It's something you have to do a million times over and over. So that's what we do at the Trauma Sanctuary. And you can find all the details on our website. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you for your activations, your vulnerability, your authenticity, witnessing you in all of the work that you've done. I see you. And I am really grateful for this conversation and you carving out the time to express and share all of the wisdom that you've embodied. Thank you for being on the Finding Union podcast. Thank you. And until next time, um, goodbye and infinite love.